Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Now, here's your host for Golf in the Northwest, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all. Hey, summer finally arrived. And it looks like it's going to be around uh, for quite some time. Not too oppressive. Maybe we'll touch 90 on Monday or Tuesday, but uh, hopefully that means uh, everybody is getting around and uh, getting out there. Some more than others. Dirt's uh, uh, dirt already on Twitter yesterday with a little humble brag. We'll get to that. It's very golf related. I saw that. What, what was that sheet of paper he had? That's called a scorecard, Will. Scorecard! Yes. What was on that? <clears throat> it's uh, like a lot of uh, green spots. Uh, well, no, that's uh, people that are serious about golf. Obviously, you're keeping the score of the the number of strokes you made on a hole. But a lot of people keep did I hit uh, did I hit the fairway off the tee? Uh, greens in regulation. So did my ball land on the green in the proper amount of shots to make par? And then uh, how many putts you you made? So the the basic golf stats to uh, see then afterwards assess. Okay, my score is this. Uh, where, where did I, you know, in my case, where am I, where am I going wrong? Where do I need to focus some attention uh, to my game to figure out how to uh, not use as many strokes as, uh, as dirt did, but we'll give him a little shout out later on. First of all, my friend, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm all right now. Okay. Basically a fountain of mucus out of my throat and nose. Fantastic. I'm glad there's 10 feet and a big sheet of glass between us. Pretty gross, my friend. Felt like crap Monday from the vid. And then uh, felt okay Tuesday. Then after that, I was fine. All right. I don't know. That was okay. You know what's crazy? Vaccinations work. Yeah, they do. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Had my second booster. I've been oh, out. you got a second booster? I got my second boot. Well, I'm old, so they uh, let me have it first. Why don't you give me your ID? We'll do like a uh, and, bar uh, thing. You know? So, uh, so yeah, I've had my second booster. <laughs> I've been able to be out there at the hops, out there at the Les Schwab Bowl, out there playing golf, out there in the world navigating, being careful. Well, you had your bout with it. Uh, well, I, I basically went to a super spreader event back there at the old uh, Les Schwab Invitational. Uh, we were uh, in a gym with 3,500 uh, fans and players and 
I think uh, half the half the place got it there right at the first of the year. So. Yeah, well. So, yes, I was a little bitter. Probably wasn't the wisest move on our part, but... Uh, you got to live your life, man. got to live the life. It did cost me the Southern California Pilots trip. I was not happy. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. five days in San Diego and L.A. Well, that's not your favorite, January. though. You didn't uh, miss Vegas, right? Uh, did not miss Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but uh, getting to Southern California in early January is uh, was much needed, and... I had to do condo casts, so. Oh, golf related. Yes. I, uh, I I watched a documentary last night on water, <clears throat> and they were talking okay. about how Las Vegas, more than any other place, is better at recycling water in the United States than anybody. Well, and it's probably forced out of necessity since it's a desert. It is, but the way they facilitate water and recycle it through their golf courses to keep them... Yeah. Respectable. Yep. It's insane. It's like an art of science how they do it. And it is. And uh, the, uh, you know, the uh, GCS, GSCAA, uh, Groundskeepers Association of America, mm. the, the guys out there that are actually doing the work, keeping those things playable, uh, they put a lot of time and research into that, knowing that, you know, water is one of the most valuable resources. It's uh, in shorter and shorter supply. How do they make the most of it? Um, you know, we do the, uh, the rounds for research auction that we tell you about our buddy, David Phipps joins us and, uh, that money that they raise from auctioning off those rounds of golf, it goes directly into that research. Um, you know, they're, they're green spaces a lot of times in mm -hmm. urban areas or near urban areas. So it helps, uh, they facilitate some wildlife and, and keeping, uh, the ecosystem where it needs to be. And so when you're out there, if you ever get a chance, uh, obviously at, at private clubs, country clubs, you get to know that staff, but even your favorite public course, municipal course, find out who those guys are, uh, men and women uh, who are the ones out there attending to it, keeping it looking great. They've had a heck of a lot to deal with in the last 18 months here in the Northwest. Yeah. Last summer, the whole state was on fire. Yeah. Uh, it was a hundred and, 15 for a weekend they had to keep courses from not you know getting torched i would imagine they did anyway and then this spring is the wettest coldest spring in 80 years trying to make sure that they don't uh those courses don't get too beat up too much you, you don't get any sort of uh, diseases or whatever from the oversaturation on them and i was out of, i've been out of forest hills i'm gonna be out there a ton the hops play three home games in the next four weeks i'm gonna be at forest hills a lot if you see me Come say hi. I meet the most wonderful people out there. It's so fantastic. I love just hooking up with who's ever out there playing. Now, I've thought about this, too, because you mentioned the uh, spring. We did have, I think, like the... The coldest, wettest spring in 80 years. That's right. If you take, yes. like, the whole two and a half months, three months, end of March, April, May, early June. Now, see, it was my thought <clears throat> when that was happening that that's good for golf courses. Uh, like not it's good over, to get the water, right? Yeah, you need some water, but oversaturation isn't good. You you bring in the risk of uh, some, you know, there's different diseases or whatever that can get into the grass if it gets too wet, too soggy. Mm. Uh, and then you worry about the ground underneath it, though, uh, moving around, those sorts of things. Mm. So, uh, and obviously, if it's being played, uh, then how much, you know, is just playing it with... 
you know, people walking and uh, obviously a lot of things, you know, the, the motorized big golf carts obviously were being kept on the paths, but your little push carts and st- even that take wear and tear on it, divots in it, yeah. all of those sorts of things. So uh, a lot, a lot of work. So we, we thank everybody, all the superintendents out there and your staffs for, uh, but right now, most courses in the Northwest with that good work, they are dialed in right now it's not going to get too hot like i said we've touched 90 once or twice i think monday or tuesday we might get there but right there in the 80s where it looks like it's going to stay here for the better part of a month that's ideal cools off at night they can water at night the water doesn't evaporate too fast uh, all of those systems those drainage systems and the and the uh, recycling systems a lot of golf courses has it's going to be great perfect time to get out there hopefully everybody's doing that this month Pumped up, man. I am. I'm going to play a lot in the next great few weeks. weather this weekend. I got to tell you, I was looking at the forecast over on KGW, and they were talking about how it'll only reach a high of 80. Yeah. That is It's peak. ideal. It's you so ideal. You don't want the high anywhere above 85. If you can get a high of 80, that means you're going to sit it in the 70s almost all day. Well, and it means you can get a tee time whenever you like. Because sometimes when it gets up there towards the 90s, if you, you've got a tee off, you know, Early. earlier... Um, but sometimes, man, those great twilight, you can get some great twilight rates too. If it's only 80, 81, you can tee off at four o'clock and get 18 holes in before seven 30. Some places lovely. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, it's just me today. Uh, this week, most of the sports world is on vacation, like covering anything. It's impossible to find guests. Much of the, uh, golf uh, media is over across the pond. Uh, They're at the Scottish Open. We'll get to that here, getting ready for the Open Championship next week. We'll preview that a little bit. Uh, We'll look back. The Live Tour came and went from Pumpkin Ridge. And uh, by all accounts, from people that went out there, uh, the golf that was played, um, a mild success, I would say. Uh, and it will be, Dirt told us, yeah, they're going to be back for two more years. That's the deal. It looks like they're around to stay. Uh, some comments from Billy Horschel as well as Rory McIlroy uh, about, uh, you know, the uh, ongoing split it has caused amongst the uh, professional golfing world. Uh, will there be a point at which those two things can at least coexist and we can get on with uh, figuring out how to put the the professional golf calendar together uh we'll hear from the leaders at the scottish open a couple americans in the lead they have just started their third round this morning uh everything gearing up we'll preview a little bit the open championship maybe some betting odds some things to look at and a thought on um the future the lpga tour has had a two-week hiatus and i was wondering why wouldn't we play the portland event during this two-week hiatus rather than where it's stuck in the calendar uh, mid-September and and tends to get lost amongst everything uh, that's going on around with football season going on. So all of that uh, still to come. As always, your comments welcome on the text line 503-250-1080. Did you go out there to Pumpkin at some point? And uh, what did you think of it? We heard uh, the the amenities, everything set up was, was really first class. Uh, stands, uh, uh, the availability of concessions, all of those sorts of things. The course was in outstanding condition. That was the one thing we knew that was going to take place out at Pumpkin Ridge, having been out there for several professional events. So what did you think? Are you more likely to go back? Uh, what was the golf like? Was was the event, uh, you know, 
captivating at all or was it just cool to see those big names up close and personal in our backyard so without any further ado though we'll get started by going inside the ropes it's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards the latest on all tours plus local golf events and golf news this is inside the ropes part of golf in the northwest so just three major events going on corn ferry tour with the week off the lpga tour with the week off uh, but it is a major, the fourth major of the season on the Champions Tour. And you've got a four-way tie for first place. They are uh, in Kentucky, Firest- or Ohio, Firestone Country Club, one of the, uh, one of the great courses that we've seen. Uh, was a staple on the PGA Tour for years. They used to play the old NEC World Series of golf out there. They had a WGC event out there for a number of years. Uh, and now hosting the Bridgestone Senior Players Championship. Steven Alkert, Tim Petrovic, Alex Cheka, and Joe Durant all at six under par, tied for the lead. Alker probably the one that everybody's most worried about. Uh, he is looking for his fourth win of the season. Uh, he won the Senior PGA Championship already this season, and uh, he's number one in the Charles Schwab Cup standings. He's been there for the last two months, and uh, the Australian really the one that everybody's going to be keeping their eye on. But it's a very bunched field. Woody Austin, David Tom, Steve Stricker, who's the defending champion, Ernie Els, uh, who's got uh, sub-70 in both rounds. Big easy, love that swing. They are all at five under. And uh, even at four under, you've got Rocco Mediate there, Jerry Kelly. So you have 13 players all within two shots of the lead uh, going into the weekend. So should be a lot of fun uh, with that one. And you're going to be able to follow this on Golf Channel. Uh, It'll pick up after uh, the Scottish Open moves over to NBC a little later this morning. Uh, but 9 a.m. coverage here both days. And uh, if you want to see some of the uh, some of the great names uh, there, dig into that coverage. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, there are split events on the PGA slash DP World Tour this week. Uh, this is the new co-sanctioning uh, as the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour try to kind of fortify their position, keeping as many of the top players in the world. This uh, a bit into response of the live events. And so the Barbasol Championship going on in Nicholasville, Kentucky. They had a weather delays on Friday, and so they were finishing up the second round this morning. Max McGreevy, Matt, Matty Schmid of Germany, uh, nine under in their second rounds. They are 16 under Adam Svensson of Canada uh, at 15 under Trey Mullinax, uh, the former Alabama star at 14 under with uh, Mr. Happy, Kevin Streelman. So these are guys that uh, didn't qualify uh, to get into the Scottish Open. And so, but a lot of these guys need, it's an opportunity for them to get some points, uh, move up the FedEx Cup standings, uh, trying to get into that 125, see if they can uh, keep their cards for next season. And so important, important events. Also, the winner of this, uh, if they are not already qualified to play in the Open Championship, which I don't believe anybody in the field really is, Streelman might be the only one, Uh, but the winner or the uh, highest... uh, the next finisher in the top five that's not already qualified will get a spot in the British Open field next week. And uh, so that's why this event becomes a little bit more exciting. 
coverage on the Golf Channel today at 1 and Sunday at noon, and they will take you home there. But uh, most of the focus is across the pond, the Renaissance Club, North Berwick, Scotland, the Genesis Scottish Open. Third round is underway. We'll come back uh, and continue inside the ropes with that. We've got some comments from your leaders. Cameron Tringale uh, put on a show in round one before the wind kicked in, and he was able to keep a little bit of that cushion going into today's third round. And then Gary Woodland looking for his first win since he won the U.S. Open in 2019. Could he be positioning himself for another major championship next week? We'll have all that. Some comments from them as we get going here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 817 here this morning. Jason Swigard here with you. Flying solo today for Golf in the Northwest. Uh, Sinner and Saint coming up at uh, 9 to 11. Should be all sorts of fun and hijinks there. What's, uh, what's, uh, you haven't really gotten to comment on uh, the Pac 12 uh, disintegrating before our eyes. And as a a former Oregon State Beaver uh, running back, I'm, I'm curious. uh, your thoughts on if they end up in the Mountain West or not? Probably. Yeah. Realistically. Just resign yeah. yourself to that fact. I think I will say this. I think Clemson and the ACC now rumored to be wanting to go to the SEC. I would think them Miami, the Florida nail. State uh, to the SEC makes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the nail. We It will be. I just don't know why football just scraps it and reinvents itself and lets every other sport deal with whatever they want to deal with with the NCAA. I will tell you this. What are you waiting for at this point? Here's what I will say. This is the cost of prioritizing money. Yeah, no question. This is it. Yep, Dan Wetzel. And there's good parts about it. There's good parts and there's bad parts. parts. Dan Wetzel uh, wrote a great piece uh, for Yahoo Sports if you haven't had a chance to read it. Um, But... 
Yeah. This is what it is. This is what it is. And this you know, is what it's become. The more fans cheer it on because they do. And yeah. when this does get really bad, I don't want to hear those same fans complaining oh, yeah, about it because this is this is what you wanted. Part of being a sports fan. I'm curious what it means for other Olympic sports. You know, they call it the, the non-revenue sports like golf. I mean, golf, for the most part, because it's such an individual sport, sort you wonder if it just wouldn't make sense for the NCAA to sort of regionalize it. Who cares what conference you're in? Just set up a bunch of tournaments. Uh, in the regions and then based on a ranking system based on your results then have some premier events or some invite events those sorts of things you can play year round it, it, i think uh the sports I, I think that would do golf a lot better if they were you know collegiate golf has been the feeder system that you know they've linked up with the pga there's a ranking system now you can uh the top five uh finishers get a corn ferry tour card right out of there um, I think, I don't know if the LPGA See, man, this, and the, this is has, exactly what I'm talking about right here. Everything you're saying is speaking in terms of future. You are speaking in terms of, oh, well, that's connected with the PGA. So that, but that's the point here is that we have now treated college athletes as a breeding ground for the pros exclusively. We don't look at it as its own standalone culture, as its own standalone thing anymore. We now look at it as a moneymaker and as a place to funnel kids to professional leagues to have, on average, one-year careers. And at the heart of it, that's kind of the issue. And yeah. you can agree with it because it does make a lot of people money, and it gives <clears throat> universities even greater sway and be able to grab resources and utilize them. But at the same time, this is the bad part of it, which is – the culture you have built yeah, over years, just, like the Pac-12, even though it is yeah. kind of a joke now, there's a culture to it with absolutely. The and now it's kind of not. Yeah. And if you're okay with that, you're okay with that. But if you think this will be the end of it, it's gonna continue to go this way. Yep. And we will uh, over the summer. We'll reach out, uh, call down to Oregon, Oregon State, with the golf coaches down there, and see kind of what they're on, waiting for all of this to you know, flesh itself out, how it could affect them. Uh, but we pick up here. Uh, there is baseball. I should mention uh, this afternoon, Yankees and Red Sox, 3.30 today, 3 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, get used to a lot of Yankees, Red Sox here down the stretch, unfortunately. Uh, it's just going to get shoved down your throat from ESPN. There's there's no two ways about it. They haven't played much early on in the season. But uh, we will have that for you later this afternoon. Uh, as we said, the PGA Tour's uh, main event is the Genesis Scottish Open. They're playing the Renaissance Club in North Berwick, Scotland. Cameron Tringali, uh, he had a 9-under 61. He got out early on Thursday before the high winds kicked in and caused all sorts of problems uh, for scoring. Uh, he gave some of that lead back on Friday, a 2-over 72 uh, to get in at seven under his lead now has been trimmed to one. Kurt Kitayama is at six under. He's three under through three holes today. Gary Woodland five under he's one under already this morning. Uh, there is some scoring out there today. The wind has laid down a little bit. The sun is out as we're watching here. 
uh, the early coverage on Golf Channel. Uh, Xander Shoffley at four under, but Matt Kuchar four under on his round so far today. He got out early. He's at three under overall. Max Homa four under on his round. He's finished. He's at two under. Jordan Spieth is two under through 12, two under for the tournament. Ricky Fowler. Yeah, where's he been? Uh, this would be huge if he could uh, have a uh, a result here and get him into the top 100 in the points rankings. He's at two under. So uh, that's kind of what you're looking at. But uh, Tringali, um, amazing stat. He has the most starts on the PGA Tour without a victory. It's amazing. Let me get the number for you here. It is 332 starts on the PGA Tour. You're like, I know that name. I, I'm i familiar with that. Uh, the next on the list is Ricky Barnes at 306. So he is hoping to finally uh, get that one victory. Uh, he has four runner-up finishes, most recently the uh, 2021 Zozo Championship. And so, uh, but his low round of his career, a nine under 61. And he talked about uh, more after his second round, uh, having to go out and play in the wind, not just the effect on the ball, you know, on approach shots and tee shots, but it really does affect you on the green. Long putts, it's so tough to judge how much the wind's going to hurt. And then you get a putt that's uh, where the wind's going sideways. And I mean, it might be a ball, tooth, a cup, you know, even from as close as seven, eight feet. So, yeah, it's, it's really tricky. And, um, you know, hitting a lot of greens helps. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that tomorrow. So trying to, you know, keep it all in effect and, and understanding of where things are. He is 109th all-time on the career money list. He's the highest uh, ranked on that without a victory. And so trying to not think about that too much, where does he like his position? He had a three-shot lead coming into today. Uh, it is down to now two. Uh, they are at, uh, he's at nine under, Kitayama's at seven under. So uh, how does he like his position? What's he feeling like he needs to focus on going into the weekend? The course, I think, is still gettable, honestly, even in the wind. I, I um, yeah, just need to play the par fives a little better and, um, you know, work on that those into the wind shots and I uh, should be all right. And so that's uh, that's the key, being able to shape things. Uh, so an eagle for Tringali on the par five third. So that has given him a little bit of a cushion over Kitayama Woodland there at five under. As for Gary Woodland, uh, after that U.S. Open victory in 2019, many thought he was going to uh, be a regular winner, but uh, hasn't come around like that. Uh, he has had some injury issues that he's worked through as well, but after a, a tough second round where he really scored well, he liked his position, even though the conditions were tough. It was tough. Um, it was a tough day. A lot of crosswinds. Uh, I didn't drive it as well as I did yesterday, and that was really the difference. Uh, outside of that, I, I played well. I uh, hit a lot of good putts. I didn't go in, had a couple lip outs, but it was nice to get that little run. Um, I, I had a big par putt on two and birdied the next three holes. It was nice to see a ball go in um, and hit some good putts. So, Nice to get back in it. Uh, it was more of a mental grind than anything out there, but uh, that's what you want, and that's what you expect when you come over here. And that's really going over there, link-style golf, uh, the challenge of the weather conditions, all of those things. Uh, if you don't have the right mental approach going into the event, it can really tear you down. And I think uh, the guys that 
understand what that sort of golf is and the courses over there and and the whole uh, scene, the whole context around playing link style golf golf in Scotland and Great Britain. Uh, he talked about uh, that challenge. Yeah, that's really the tough part is is on the greens. Um, you know, I, I was hitting, I, I think set six was was 110 yards. You know, I hit I was hitting nine iron. I hit nine iron 165 yards. It was you're just chipping shots, um, which is awesome. It really is fun. You know, when the sun went down, it got cold, so that that was a little different. Ball didn't go as far. It got a little more difficult, but um, it's it's great. The imagination you can have. You can have to hit different shots. You got to control the golf ball. Um, that's good stuff. So if you do that, if you sort of embrace the challenge, you get excited about uh, the the imagination you need, whether it's, uh, you know, some of those greens are huge, so you might have 100-foot putts and what you're looking at, uh, keeping it on the ground, letting the contours uh, be able to maneuver the ball into the right spots. Uh, and as it firms up, if it keeps getting windy, we have a little bit of the sun. Uh, you're going to be having to approach things. You're going to have to bounce stuff on managing the yardages. Um, so yeah, it, it's not just parkland golf where you just aim at the aim at the stick and fire away and see how much spin you can create. And it's a lot of fun. The guys that embrace it the most understand it usually are the ones that are ending up playing late on a Sunday afternoon. But again, uh, your leaderboard right now, Cameron Tringali looking for his first ever PGA Tour win in 332 starts, nine under after that eagle at three. He's got a two-shot lead over Kurt Kitayama. Gary Woodland is alone in third at five under. Then Rasmus Hoygaard from Denmark, uh, one of the youngsters that looks uh, to be a Ryder Cup staple for Europe for years to come. Xander Shoffley at four under. Uh, he had the win at Travelers. He started to get his game into shape and uh, should be one of the betting favorites come Open Championship next week. We'll have more on that. Matt Kuchar, the veteran, uh, he is at three under along with Ryan Palmer. Ricky Fowler now with the birdie at six. He's got it to three under as uh, U.S. Open champion Matt Fitzpatrick is. So a great, great leaderboard here. Jordan Spieth lurking at two under with Max Homa. Uh, again, the top three finishers in the top ten that are not already qualified for the Open Championship will get spots in the field next week. So a lot to play for. Uh, coverage right now going on. Uh, on uh, Golf Channel. It will move over to KGW Channel 8 a little bit later this morning uh, for today and this weekend. So uh, soak it up. You can get yourself into the mood. But right now, uh, the weather, just a slight breeze. The sun is out. It is absolutely gorgeous. So these guys, uh, if they are ever going to take advantage of conditions, today's the day to do it. John Rahm there on the 14th, little par three at two over par. Uh, seeing if he can uh, dial in his game, have a big weekend, feel like he's got a shot at the Open Championship. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap things up from the Live Tours uh, stop in Portland. They will be back at least two more years as long as they keep this thing going. And um, some comments from both Billy Horschel, who is extremely critical of uh, some Live Golf players, not for playing the tournament, but how they've approached it. And then Rory McIlroy, who has been one of the most outspoken pro, you know, promoters of staying with the PGA Tour, uh, starting to soften his stance. And you wonder maybe at some point, is somebody going to talk to somebody high up between these two tours and behind the scenes, try to work out a way to at least 
coexist uh, into the future. So that's what we've got here as we make the turn. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8.33 here this morning, making the turn. Watching along. I always love uh, when we get over there for the uh, Open Championship, the Scottish Open, uh, early morning golf. Since I do have the early morning shift, uh, it's always nice when there are live sporting events going on. It's been great following Wimbledon this week. Uh, before That was before Rafa had to withdraw to the injury. So wanted to see a Rafa-Nick Kyrgios semifinal match at center court. Thought that you are a tennis guy. I am a tennis I guy. I was so disappointed we did not get to see that. I am not at all. In fact, I am rooting on the end of the big four or three, however you look at it. Well, I thought Kyrgios just has always had the talent. It's just uh, the eight inches between his ears that has been his biggest... Uh, <laughs> The biggest hurdle he can't seem to overcome at times to to being winning majors. Well, and this is his chance too. Kyrgios is actually incredibly good on grass because of the way he hits his forehand. He's a little bit flat, but at the same time can yep. carry a little bit of spin Djokovic on it. has been a little slow out of the gates in the last two <laughs> matches. He has been. Look, I if you're unaware, big three, big four refers to Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, and then sometimes Murray, considering on who you talk to. Yeah, Murray before he had like seven hip surgeries. Yeah. And like the last American to win a major was Roddick, wasn't it? That's right, 2001. And so I am very much of the cheering of, yes, please move on yes. from these guys. I love watching them play tennis, but it was probably about 2016 or 17 when like they yeah. were all Somebody's, still really good. Yeah, somebody get in there, whether it's uh, one of the Zverev's brothers, uh, Tsitsipas, yeah. somebody. Zverev's a little... <laughs> He's a little bit of a no. All right. No, we're not going to start. I'm also a Dominic team fan. That's yeah. all I'll say about tennis. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, the tennis podcast uh, coming coming right. soon. Um, so, yeah, uh, going back, Liv came and went. Um, people were out there. They loved the weather was fantastic. Uh, the amenities uh, were quite fan friendly from what I understand other than getting in there, I think at times was an issue. Yes, there were protests. Yes, there continues to be all sorts of um, morality issues of should they be in existence uh, about, you know, taking the money or if I go, am I supporting, you know, a bigger cause or making a statement other than just, I think a lot of people that ended up going out there just said, 
I've never gotten to see the top player, some of the top players in the world play golf on a course that I can play in front of me. Uh, it was a curiosity factor. Um, but it's going to be back at least for two more years. That is the plan. We know that uh, there is financing and funding in place to make it happen as long as uh, they want to. So no reason to think it won't be back next year. Uh, but the bigger issue is can these two tournaments continue to coexist? It looks like Paul Casey uh, is the latest uh, player that uh, might be joining up with Liv. Their next event is... Uh, at the end of July, beginning of August, they'll be in New Jersey uh, out there. They've got uh, four other, four or five other U.S. stops and a couple of uh, then um, international stops for the eight. This, but there's 14 events on the plan for next season. At some point, somebody's got to talk to somebody. Uh, but uh, there's still a lot of uh, angst between players uh, playing one or the other. And obviously, the live golf players uh, we saw. Uh, Ian Poulter and a couple of others, or Ortegi, um, go to court, challenged the DP World Tour sanctions that kept them out of playing the Scottish Open. They won. They got in. Uh, there is question if the PGA Tour's rules are going to hold up. No PGA Tour players have uh, sought legal uh, remedies against the PGA Tour to try to get into events at this point. That might be coming in the offseason down the road after the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, the Live Golf Tour still waiting uh, to see if they will be approved for World Golf ranking points. I think that will be the biggest issue uh, to see guys staying on that tour regularly. Uh, if they can't get World Golf ranking points and all of a sudden they don't have a way to get into the majors, then you might see some of them... Uh, you know, either seek legal recourse against the PGA Tour or maybe not play the live golf all the time moving forward. So there's still a lot that uh, has to be sorted out between these uh, two entities. But Billy Horschel uh, in his uh, pre-Scottish Open press conference uh, had some harsh words for some of his colleagues. There's a lot of guys that are, that are, are hypocrites that aren't telling the truth, that are lying about some things that I just, I can't stand to, to sit here anymore and, and be diplomatic about it, as I have been in the past. I don't fault anyone for going to play the live tour. I don't have any ill will for anyone going to play the live tour. I have ill will towards the comments that they've made. Comments saying that Jay Monahan doesn't listen to the PJ Tour. The PJ Tour doesn't listen to us. Jay Monahan and everyone at headquarters is the PJ Tour. They work tirelessly for us to, to us to reap the financial rewards and have all the opportunities we have. At the same time, I am one of 200 plus members of the PGA Tour. I am the PGA Tour, just as two other 100 members of PGA Tour. So when you're taking shots at the PGA Tour, you're taking, and Jay Monahan, you're just not taking shots at them, you're taking shots at us. And to say that they don't listen is a complete farce. It really is. They can't listen. If they listen to everything, every 200 plus players on the PGA Tour said, our tour would be a complete mess. We wouldn't even have a tour. And so it's ridiculous to hear some of these comments some of these guys made saying, well, you know, you know, this allows me to play less tournaments. I've played 30, 35 weeks a year. No one's forced you to play that many events. The PGA Tour says 15 events minimum. You, if you, all you have to do is play 15 events. If you keep your card in those 15 events, then that's fine. 
you don't have to put if you want to play it better or you want to play more so you get a chance to win the FedEx Cup so be it so be it no one's made you play that first playoff event to go to miss family obligations no one has we are yes we're independent contracts we do sign a contract to the PGA Tour that requires us to meet certain requirements of the PGA Tour but we we have the opportunity to make our schedule so to say that we have to play X amount of events and they don't have time off, no one makes you. I'm on the road for five weeks. I've not seen my family for three weeks. I'm not, you know, I haven't seen them for three weeks. The last three weeks wasn't at the U.S. Open. Didn't see them in Germany. I stayed over here for London for a week. I'm not seeing them this week. I'm not seeing them that week for next week. So five weeks. But that is my, that's what my wife and I decided. That's what, when we laid our schedule out, it just worked that way. I made that decision to not see my wife and kids for five weeks. Am I crying about it? No, I understand. I'm living my dream, trying to play golf professionally and support my, my family financially. And so I'm just tired of this, these comments, like go play your live tour and forget about the PJ tour. You didn't want to support the PJ tour going forward. Don't tell me you're gonna play live when they go to 14 events and then go play 15 events on a PJ tour and play in 29. That's not a smaller schedule, you're not playing less. And so Billy Horst, so that you could tell that's been pent up for a while. Not so much about it's just about how guys are positioning it or uh, I think the uh, wanting your cake and eat it too sort of thing against guys grinding it out on the PGA Tour. And it'll be interesting. The schedule change will come in 2024. They're going to go back the first event of the or the season will now go back to being uh, the Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. And then you'll accumulate points there on those events. I think there's some things that uh, the PGA Tour could do uh, to make it a little easier. Not having events the week after majors um, would be a big help. Uh, You'd have to do a little shuffling on the schedule. Uh, but I think everything builds up to those majors and they can give them a little reprieve. The big question will be is... From a television standpoint, with the new TV contracts and their partners, how big of a deal is it to play the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, before football season starts? Or would they be comfortable uh, having those events going into September, give themselves a little more wiggle room in the calendar in the summer uh, to, to try and enhance the fields in some of those events in between the majors? Uh, do that and then... You know, can they pump up some of the uh, some of the events? Uh, maybe put some corn fairy tour events on their their big start to let people see how great these next crop of players are. Uh, boost some of those purses and and those sorts of things uh, with that. But as mad as uh, Billy Horschel was, and I think that was more just stuff that he had been hearing and and guys talking to Rory McIlroy was interviewed by BBC Newsline getting prepared for the Scottish Open. And as critical as he has been of certain guys in in this whole um, proceedings, he's starting to understand that the two groups need to find a way to to coexist. It's messy. Look, I wish it hadn't got that messy and, and... In hindsight, I think there were probably steps that were missed that that, that w- wouldn't have made it as messy. Um, but I think in the long term, it will make the game better. But right now, it's just that there's this disruption that's happening, and with disruption comes change and forced change. And I think this has just sort of forced the tour's hands a little bit. And 
and they have to adapt and change and, and I think that's what they're going to have to try to do. Do you think there will have to be peace talks between the three tours at some stage? I think so. I think that I think that needs to happen. Um, there's so much chat about where the money's coming from in Saudi and everything else. Like they sponsor so many other things and they're 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 all over sport. I, I understand people's reservations with, with everything, but at the same time, if these people are serious about investing billions of dollars in the Gulf, I mean I think ultimately that that's a good thing. All the narrative isn't it isn't good at splitting the game instead of everyone coming together and I think everyone needs to try to come together a little bit more. Is there a resentment between the players who are on still on the PGA Tour and the DP World and the players who have decided to defect? I think defection is a strong word. I understand why guys have went, especially the guys that are sort of in the latter stages of their career. And I mean, if I was in their position, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd seriously have to think about doing the same thing. Like, I, I understand. Um, is there a difference of opinion? Yes. But, I mean, I can argue with you about a certain thing, but I'm still going to like you at the end of it. So there's a difference of opinion, and I would have done things a little bit differently. But I think at this stage, you know, if you go over and play in a different tour, then go and play in a different tour. And, you know, I think this whole having your cake and eating it type thing is, is what the resentment resolves with, within the membership. But for me, I don't, I don't resent that anyone. A lot of these guys are my friends, and they're still going to be my friends, regardless of the, of the decisions they make. So I think two things are really going to flesh this out. One, as I mentioned, will the Live Golf Tour events uh, get official World Golf Ranking points uh, so guys can maintain a ranking? And that's how you get into a lot of the WGC fields. Obviously, there is uh, you can qualify automatically or get exempted into some of the majors that way. And two... The big question is going to be, and I think this is going to be driven by the Europeans more than the Americans, if the European uh, Ryder Cup selections will include players that play on the Live Golf, there is no way then the Americans are not going to consider uh, guys like Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed uh, and handicap themselves. They want to win that thing so badly, especially winning it on European soil as they will be next year there in Italy uh, to play for it. So if the RNA is going to allow its captain to select those guys and those guys can qualify for it, the the American side will have to follow suit. And at that point, if you can go be on the Live Golf Tour, still qualify for the majors and still be eligible for Ryder Cup play, there's not much the PGA Tour has to offer at that point uh, that's going to, you know, force guys' hands to still want to have to play the PGA Tour. They got to find a way to coexist. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, we had uh, one of our uh, texters come in who, uh, yes, called me out for not knowing much about college golf. I understand I have a rudimentary understanding of, of how things work there. Yes, I'm, I'm well aware of that. I think it could be enhanced. I am curious if all of this stuff from football and the conferences all shake out and everything uh, just gets thrown up in the air for sports like golf and gymnastics and other things, uh, if there's a way maybe to uh, reshuffle things. But I uh, did say went to live, uh, thought the golf was a joke. Getting into the event was a joke. There were eight good players, but a poor showcase of golf. Yes, and I think that's what a lot of people came away with. Um, it was uh, like going to a, a 
trumped up pro-am sort of situation. So the question will be is if they can get more good top players to be come over and play in those events. And then how do they get the format where it, it creates the competition in and of itself amongst the guys, there's things to tweak. Um, and so we'll see once it comes around a second year and a third year, if the fields aren't deeper, if there aren't more known names, if it'll be the same draw, or if people are shrug their shoulders and say, "No, I, I saw that; it was fine," but uh, I'll uh, I'll go about waiting for for the majors and the bigger events. So that's really what'll come to uh, come to pass. There, we appreciate the text at five zero three two five zero ten eighty. When we come back, we'll look at the betting odds for the Open Championship next week. Couple of notes there and thoughts on uh, the LPGA Tour schedule as well. Uh, the last two weeks, they have been off. Curious to know if uh, that would be a good spot for the uh, uh, the Portland Classic to be held rather than its uh, mid-September spot that they have traditionally held out at Columbia Edgewater. Um, wondering if uh, that might not be the best thing to uh, help boost that event as well in terms of uh, its place on the calendar, a little bit TV coverage, as well as uh, boosting attendance as well. We come down the stretch. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8.50 this morning, wrapping things up on another edition of Golf in the Northwest. Hope you guys are uh, out there. We mentioned uh, Dirt tweeting out. Uh, he played Eastmoreland yesterday where he has uh, played uh, maybe more rounds than anywhere else <laughs> since he started playing golf growing up on that course. But yes, uh, the Dirty Dirt Dirt one. Uh, if you saw... He broke 80 there. He shot a 79 yesterday. So congratulations, Dirt. Uh, we're jealous as all hell, but I know he puts in the time and the effort for that. So uh, we're coming. Sprague and I are coming. We're going to break 80 somewhere, damn it, this summer. Uh, for me, it'll probably be most likely out of my course, out of Forest Hills out there in Cornelius. But everything's going great out there. But, uh, yeah, 41-38. With a little, he's broken a 80 there. And, uh, of course, uh, played uh, played that great round out at um, Stone Creek. I think he broke par out there. So, so yeah, it's out there for everybody. So, whether you're uh, seeing them out of Persimmon, want to join a club out there, you want to join me out of my club at Forest Hills, we'd love to see you out there. Marcus does such a great job keeping that course in great shape, getting some run on the fairways now, too which is helpful, uh, get out and play this month. And, you know, you're looking at the weather out there. It brings me into the LPGA. They've had a two-week break in the schedule since their last event. Um, and they're getting ready to head across to Pond for their run in Europe as well. They've got an event in Michigan next weekend, the uh, Great Lakes Bay Invitational, which is a team event. You just wonder maybe uh, after the uh, LPGA – or the Women's PGA Championship, pardon me, uh, a couple of weeks ago at Congressional, um, if maybe that that Great Lakes event could be somewhere else in the schedule um, and, you know, the Portland event could be 
uh, in this July window before they head over. They'll have the Evian, which is another major. That will be in France. And then uh, the Scottish Open and then the AIG Women's Open. They're playing Muirfield this year. But you look at where it is on the calendar right now, mid-September. Um, they come back from uh, Northern Ireland. They've got the World Invitational after the Women's Open. Uh, then they play the Canadian Open, and then they're in Ohio for two weeks. And to get everybody then to fly out to Portland before they go back to Arkansas and Texas, um, it's it's just it's tough um, to get the uh, to get the field that you want. You know, the big West Coast tour for swing for the LPGA is from late March to into May. So the Founders Cup uh, is in New Jersey in mid-May. That's a dicey time weather-wise. I understand that. Uh, it's the same thing as September. You could get cool and rain. You could luck out and get some great spring days. Um, but also the daylight factor playing in July. Um, I, I, I hope that uh, now that they've got their new sponsor and things are settling back in at Columbia Edgewater, which everybody is excited about, maybe they could have a conversation um, with that sponsor to say, hey, can can we assure ourselves, you know, some great weather, long daylight, get everything in. Uh, Amazing Cree uh, is the new sponsor there, a uh, Korean golf-based company. So you hope that uh, maybe that might uh, be to the advantage of uh, the classic and uh, seeing great crowds out there uh, in the summertime here in Portland. As for the Open Championship next week, betting lines are out at DraftKings, uh, the Oregon Lottery site. Rory McIlroy is your favorite at nine to one. John Rahm eleven to one. Scotty Scheffler, world number one at twelve to one. The Masters winner, Justin Thomas, fourteen to one. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, the U.S. Open winner, at eighteen to one. And so a little stat, we went back and looked, especially the correlation between uh, performance at the Masters and playing well at Open Championships, specifically at St. Andrews. If you go back to Nick Faldo in 1990, four of the last six winners of the Claret Jug at St. Andrews finished in the top 10 uh, at the Masters that same year. So Scotty Scheffler, of course, winning it. Uh, Rory McIlroy was second with his amazing Sunday. Uh, Shane Lowry, Cameron Smith. My money might be on Cameron Smith. He might be ready to break through, and you can get some pretty good odds with him at 22 to one. Will Zalatoris at 25 to one. Also, uh, he finished a fifth or tied for sixth with Corey Connors at that. And so those are kind of the names to look at. But yeah, don't get too creative uh, at the Open Championship at St Andrews. Some experience and some recent success. Uh, will go a long ways for you there. Scottish Open continues. Jordan Spieth now got it to four under. Everybody chasing Cameron Tringali at nine under. He's got a three-shot lead coverage on Golf Channel as well as uh, NBC later today. Thanks to uh, my man Will Darkins. We'll be back with you next Saturday. Center and Saint following us here. Have a great weekend. I'm Jason. Hit him straight. If you've got a young golfer in the family, you had him on Thursday on his knees. Yeah, you're more suck your finger and stick it in the wind and see yeah, what's going. Yeah, exactly. It's not right. like he's just sitting around sleeping all day. Balls are careening into tough spots. Uh, make sure I left the ball below the hole. <laughs> you know how easy I am. Yeah, I know. Peaches <laughs> in Europe. Uh... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 